If you want to become a millionaire, it's super important to start by studying the behaviors of the people who have done it. You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. I'm your host, Nasima McElroy of Financially Intentional. Let's spark some flames, y'all. Welcome to episode 65 of the Nurses on Fire podcast. We believe every nurse can be a millionaire. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome and cheers to igniting your fire. I'd be eternally grateful if you took a moment to subscribe, leave a review, and share with other nurses that you know could benefit. So in this episode, I am going to discuss my belief that every nurse out there has the tools to become a millionaire, if not a multi-millionaire. I cover nine things that you should keep in mind about the average millionaire so that you can apply them to your lives. Episode 65 of the Nurses on Fire podcast, this nurse believes that every nurse can become a millionaire. Hey, Nurses on Fire. This episode is a special one, a special one just for you, because I believe that you have everything that it takes to become a millionaire. And it just brings to mind one of my favorite financial books, The Millionaire Next Door. And I stumbled upon this article by J.D. Roth called The Nine Lessons in Wealth Building from The Millionaire Next Door. And I'm going to share these lessons with you to prove to you that you have what it takes to become a millionaire and some of the mindset shifts or some of the actionable things that you can take to get there. So if you want to become a millionaire, it's super important to start by studying the behaviors of the people who have done it. And like I said, The Millionaire Next Door is a book that I highly recommend because it shares some of the surprising secrets of America's most wealthy people written by Professor Thomas Stanley and William Darko. Its main premise is that people who look rich may not actually be rich. It's really those people who are right next door to you that are the unassuming ones that actually have the biggest wealth. It's not the people that drive the fanciest cars or have the biggest house. And those are typically the people that we aspire to when we think about millionaires. But becoming a millionaire, I feel like it's easier than you think, but it's a total mindset shift. And this is what I got when I read this book. So actual Millionaires tend to live in middle class, middle income neighborhoods, drive economical cars, the simplest of clothing and jewelry. So if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it. It's an older book, like I said, but it really has some gems in it. So lesson number one, takeaway from the Millionaire Next Door book is that income does not equal wealth. And I know a lot of people get stuck on this and they go to this place on, if I made more money, then I will become wealthy. Yes, the higher income households tend to have more wealth than lower and middle income house, but the size of the paycheck only explains 30% of the variation of wealth among households. It really matters how much of that income is invested. So let me say that again for you. It's not about how much you make. It's about 
how you spend what you make. It's about that gap between your earning and your spending. And in that gap is how much you're able to invest. Okay. On average, millionaires invest nearly 20% of their income. All right. So lesson number two is work that budget. The majority of millionaires have a budget and those that don't, they have what the authors call an artificial economic environment of scarcity, more commonly known as a pay yourself first. So in other words, they invest a good chunk of their incomes before they spend it. Um, I call that the anti-budget, meaning that you know how much you're going to invest beforehand, you meet that number, and then you don't really have to budget for little things like coffee. Lesson number three is know where your money is going. Can you honestly answer the question, how much money your family spends per year for food, clothing, and shelter? Most millionaires are likely to track their spending so they know where their money is going. Lesson number four, know where you want your dough to go. So it's similar to the last lesson, but another two thirds of millionaires answered strongly that they have a clearly defined set of daily, weekly, and annual and lifetime goals. So they know where they want their money to go. Lesson number five, time is money. All this budgeting and goaling takes time, but millionaires are willing to spend it because they understand that spending the time to planning their investments is the way to grow wealth. You don't have to earn big six-figure salaries in order to plan. So there is a strong positive correlation between investment planning and wealth accumulation. Lesson number six is love the home you're in. Now, this is a big one for me because y'all know if y'all been following me, I've moved four times in the last three years. Yes, it's ridiculous. But how often you choose to move and your choice of homes will determine your ability to accumulate wealth. So in the millionaire next door, half of the millionaires have lived in the same house for more than 20 years. (laughs) I couldn't even imagine that. But this is a lesson in wealth building because I can tell you firsthand, moving is super expensive. Okay. And Thomas Stanley also says that nothing has a greater impact on your wealth and your consumption than your choice of house and neighborhood. If you live in a high price home in an exclusive community, you would spend more than you should and your ability to save and build wealth will be compromised. So people who live in million dollar homes are not millionaires. They might may be high income producers, but they usually fall into the traps of lifestyle inflation because they're trying to emulate the millionaires around them. Now, this comes with a definite caveat because a million dollar home in the Bay Area is most likely the home next door as a medium home price is about $750,000. So let's take this with a grain of salt. But the bottom line is, is thinking that you needed to live in the best, the most expensive and the most exclusive neighborhood does not mean that you're wealthy because usually you're you'll spend more money just trying to keep up with the Joneses and so living in a modest home in a nice middle class income is usually your sure path to wealth and so there are several statistics that he cites to back this up 
90% of millionaires live in homes valued below $1 million. 28.3% live in homes valued at less than $300,000. On average, millionaires have mortgages that is less than one third of their home values. That is one of my rules. If you really want to reduce your housing bill, then there are like those 67,000 millionaires that live in mobile homes. Hey, don't knock it. I know plenty of people who are financially independent that live in mobile homes. I'm not really about that life. I thought about it. It looks real cute, but I don't know what these kids of mine, if that's impossible for me. But if you're looking to buy a home, the advice is that the market value of your home should be less than three times your household annual realized income, okay? So if you make $100,000 a year, the house you purchase should be less than $300,000. I'm known as a debt slayer because of the $200,000 in student loans I slayed in two and a half years. I hated those loans and dealing with the loan servicers. I was head down and focused and wanted to get rid of the debt as soon as possible. Knocking out these loans and seeing a zero loan balance was one of the most liberating feelings I have ever felt. But recently I learned that by not optimizing my student loan payoff strategy, I lost money. I'm talking about big money, y'all. I could have saved $80,000 if I had a customized student loan plan by the team at Student Loan Planner. Please don't make the same mistake as me. If you have student loan debt, especially in the six figures, head over to studentloanplanner.com slash financially intentional to get your customized student loan plan today. Do you know how your retirement funds are invested? Do you know how much you're paying in fees? Chances are you're on the same boat as some of my coworkers. Some of them set up their retirement when they first got hired and never looked at it again. Some have let a computer select their investments and don't even know what they're invested in. Worst of all, some people have their retirement funds sitting in a savings account and they're not even invested in the market because they're afraid to lose money. That's hella scary, y'all. What's even scarier is that some of you listening don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. And guess what? This is super common. This has to change today. Let Bloom do the work for you. Head over to financiallyintentional.com slash Bloom and get your free retirement account analysis. They'll check and see if your retirement account is optimized for you and they'll let you know if you're paying too much in fees. That's Bloom with three O's. Bloom can also manage your retirement account on an ongoing basis so you can take the stress out of retirement planning. If you choose to work with Bloom, their fees are incredibly low, less than your Netflix subscription. You have enough to worry about. Let Bloom handle your retirement account. The hardest thing you'll have to do when it comes to your retirement is remember that Bloom is spelled with three O's. Head over to financiallyintentional.com slash Bloom. Remember, spelled with three O's and get your retirement account squared away today.
number seven. And this is another one that I struggle with is love the spouse you're with. If you haven't known, I am a divorcee, but the majority of wealthy people are married and stay married to the same person. So of course, marriage shouldn't just be about money, but several studies have shown that people who are married accumulate wealth more than those who are single or divorced. However, it's super important to marry someone who has the right financial habits, who is on the same path with you. Financially, the majority of the millionaires households that were studied, the husband was the breadwinner and tends to be more frugal, but the wife was even more frugal. So I mean, like it's usually reversed in nursing households where the wife is usually the breadwinner or, you know, majority of my audience are women nurses so not to talk about male nurses but we are usually the heads of households and in this kind of marriage scenario the woman would be the frugal one but the husband would be making sure that things are locked tight okay this is a quote from the book a couple cannot accumulate wealth if one of these members is a hyper consumer like is a super spender all right lesson number eight do not drive away your wealth and this is another one that you know I don't really follow that much, but I love a nice car. But the majority of millionaires own their car rather than lease. While a quarter of those studied may drive the current year's car, another quarter drives a car that is four years or older. So more than a third tend to buy used cars. And the most popular car is, drumroll, Toyotas. Okay. Who is driving all those BMWs or Mercedes? It's not the millionaires, <laughs> but the Tesla drivers are millionaires. You guys <laughs> just kidding. So 86% of the prestigious our luxury cars are bought by non-millionaires. In fact, the author writes that one in three people who traded in their old car for a new one were upside down or old more than the trade in value. Okay. So it's tough to get wealthy if you're upside down on your payments. And the final lesson here are the rich are different. They're happier. Okay. So to this point, you might be wondering like whether all this living below your means is worth it. So in that budgeting and all this stuff that is associated with deprivation, listen, most millionaires have bigger portfolios, but they're also a lot happier. So the research shows that financially independent people are happier than those in their same income age and cohort who are not financially secure. And this is what I have seen in my own personal life and the lives of people that I have coached. Once you get to a certain level of financial freedom, you're able to live life on your own terms. And that gives you so much more emotional stability, okay? So there is a huge peace of mind you get from becoming financially independent. And there's also a double benefit to this. So not only are you able to save more when you live below your means, and you ultimately have less expenses. And so you don't necessarily have to work as much or as hard. And so this opens up a whole new world of opportunity for you to maybe cut back your hours, to maybe travel the world, to pursue a passion in which you've always had. So there's all these bonuses to making sure that you're living below your means. So again, I'm going to review the nine lessons from Get Rich Slowly site from the Millionaire Next Door book. Lesson number one, income does not equal wealth. 
Lesson number two, work that budget. Lesson number three, know where your money is going. Lesson number four, know what you want your money to do. Know where you want your money to go. Lesson number five, time is money. Lesson number six, love the home you're with. Lesson number seven, love the spouse that you're with. Lesson number eight, don't drive away your wealth. And lesson number nine, rich people are different. They're happier. So I hope those lessons give you an idea of what it really takes to become a true millionaire and lets you know that you have the ability to do that. And I want to take this opportunity to introduce a special program that I am having to teach you these skills to become the next nurse millionaire. Now I am taking a very small group of nurses under 10 nurses, and we are going to walk through the fundamental steps of wealth building week by week. Now, this is a serious group of nurses that really want to build wealth because this is going to be high touch, super impactful training. That's why I'm limiting the amount of people who I can accept into this program because we are going to get really, really good results, but it's going to be super duper hands-on with a lot of accountability. It's what you guys have been asking me for, and I am here to deliver it. So I am going to be having a wait list and an interview process for this program. The Intentional Finance Wealth Builder Accelerator is designed for those who are looking for that edge in their finances and in their lives. So if you feel like you've done all the things you're supposed to do to get where you are in your nursing career, but you're still not where you wanna be financially, the accelerator is absolutely essential. The Wealth Builder is your chance to immerse yourself with extraordinary nurses who will push you, support you, and lift you like never before. The promise of the wealth builder is simple. It's to facilitate you becoming that next nurse millionaire, a seven figure nurse to catapult you past your comfort zone and into a whole new world of possibility and quantum growth. You'll start to see immediate changes in your money, but lasting change takes time. And that's why the members of the wealth builder accelerator get access to daily support and accountability inside our intimate group weekly financial coaching calls and hot seats, hours of recordings with financial experts, all strategically designed to effectively support you to become a seven figure nurse. This is an application only program and spots are super limited. So 90% of the magic of the accelerator is in the members. Okay. You guys are what truly makes it special. I am truly honored and humbled to have attracted such a group of extraordinary and successful nurses who have helped push me towards a whole new level. A lot of the people you've heard on the podcast. And for this reason, the admission to the accelerator is only available through application and an extensive interview process. So are you a right fit for the program? Are you a nurse looking to make a big leap forward with your finances? Do you work and play well with others, even if you are introverted like some of the people in the program? 
Are you willing to be open, coachable, and vulnerable? If so, this accelerator might be right for you. So the next step is to join the notification list. In order to do that, you would go to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash waitlist to get added onto the notification list and look forward to hearing more about the program. You've been listening to Nurses on Fire. If you want to learn more about me or my guests, check out our show notes page. If you found value, please support our show by supporting our sponsors and affiliates also listed in the show notes. If you like what you're hearing, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or whatever podcast app you're using to stream this show. You guys, tell all the nurses in your life to subscribe. (laughs) And if you know a nurse with a compelling money story and would like me to feature them, shoot me an email at nasima at financiallyintentional.com. All right, y'all. Much love and keep them fires blazing. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye.